I, well, I wish I'd have been there. I wish they'd known they didn't have pants on. I wouldn't have gone to work. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 93. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have an interview with Amy and Scott. They are, well, they are self-proclaimed introverts, they say, and they give a lot of great advice for navigating non-monogamy as introverts. Yeah, and they also give a lot of good advice on using the sort of social media or dating websites for swingers and non-monogamous people to to meet people and to navigate, you know, sort of the introvert side of things uh, in that way. One of the websites they mention is Cassidy, and for anybody who's not familiar, Cassidy is one of the dating websites out there, and actually we have a little bit of a partnership with them, and if you want to try it, out you can get six months free trial we also have some other partnerships with other ones check out uh, the resources page and there's some links to uh, double date nation to get three months free trial there's some stuff on there for hashtag open which is an app yep and there's polyfinder as well so check all those out find which one works best for you try them all if you'd like Mm mm-hmm Uh, A couple of quick announcements, as usual, before we jump into the interview. First off, we had our third meet and greet last Saturday in Toronto, and it was amazing. We had 30 people show up, around 30, and uh, four hours of meeting and greeting, right, and refreshments. Yeah, and we even had some lifestyle celebrities come out from the blogosphere. That's true. The monogamous marriage and Beyond the Bedroom made an appearance and hung out and chatted. And so that was super awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. We will have more meet and greets announced soon. We don't have anything scheduled at the moment, but if you want to be the first to find out about what we have coming up, go to our website under the events page and sign up for our email list. Beyond that, while we were in Toronto, we also got the opportunity to go hang out and check out Oasis Aqua Lounge. Oh, yeah. We've been there a few times before. It's super awesome. And we kind of forgot how awesome and inclusive it was. We, um, you know, we we showed up. It was a Halloween party, so there was tons of people in costumes. But, I mean, there was everything from uh, gay guys in drag to, uh-huh. I mean, just every shape, size, orientation, gender. It was super awesome and yeah. super inclusive. And lots we, of, and you got it like when you walked in the door, they gave you the rules ahead of time. And oh, yeah, um, super like, here's consent, here's how it works. And if people weren't paying attention, they yelled at them and started over. So, yeah, it was yeah. kick ass. And then you had to be, of course, respectful of every single type of thing that you see there. And the way it's laid out is in this Victorian mansion that's a mix of a spa, nightclub, and sex club. So if you get a chance, go check it out in Toronto. It's a super fun place. And what else we got going on? We've got last week. A call out. Yeah, last week we asked everybody to please send us your stories of 
how you or your partner brought up non-monogamy to the other one. The reason we're asking for this is we're trying to create some additional content. We're working with uh, Catherine from episode 57. She's a therapist and uh, relationship coach who kind of works with non-monogamous couples. Yep. And she's going to talk to us about intentional conversations and sort of ways to approach these conversations. And so we thought it would be great to have some examples of ways people did this, whether you hit a home run or whether it didn't go so well. Right. So please go to our website under the Contact Us page and you can leave us a voicemail. Uh, If you do leave us a voicemail, you are consenting for the episode or for your voice to be published on the air, I guess, put on our show. Yeah, but you don't need to leave your name or anything like that. We won't we won't share any of your contact details. And also, if you're one of those people who's sitting back thinking, oh, well, somebody else is going to do it. Uh, nobody else has done it. So <laughs> we would really, really appreciate it if you would do this. If not, we'll still have the conversation with Catherine. It'll still be awesome. But we would really love your support on this. So thank you in advance. Yes, please help us out. Uh, One of the last things we wanted to quickly mention is that Catherine also has a new workshop that she's working on, and she's called it the Beyond Bros Workshop. It's designed to create community for men who are in non-monogamous relationships, and she's doing a beta test uh, starting on November 11th. So it's going to be a group, a bunch of group discussions and workshops. If you want more information, go check out the links on our website. And uh, real quick, it's all online, so it'll be sort of done... Uh, in sort of a chat format and live video webinars. So she's super excited about it. We're super excited about it. So definitely go check those links out and support Catherine. She's doing awesome work and she's an awesome person. Yeah. So again, our website is normalizingnonmonogamy.com. You can find the contact us page, events page, uh, the show notes, everything, resources, everything there. So now let's go talk to Scott and Amy. Welcome, Amy and Scott. We're so excited to have you here. <laughs> I know we've been trying to make this happen for a while, so thanks for finally, I guess, our schedules and your schedules just never really worked out. So uh, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So you found us on Cassidy, or we found you, one of the two. I don't remember exactly how, but we connected on Cassidy and have been going back and forth a little while, but We still don't know a ton about your story, so we're excited to hear about it. Do you mind sharing for people a little bit about who you both are and maybe roughly why you're on our show at the moment? So I'm Amy, obviously. We're from the Southwest um, area, and I don't know. uh, We got into this. I don't know if that's where we want to start. We got into this with uh, his his friend. but uh, we'll talk about that more later. I'm Scott. Um, as you said, we're from the Southwest. I am 40. I'm, I'm under 40. She is. <laughs> Not much longer. Time's ticking. And I'm straight, comfortable. And yeah. I guess that's us to, in a nutshell to start with. Sure. How long have you been together? We've been married 11 years. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Correct answer. We'll check. Go to the board. Yeah. So had to had to memorize that one beforehand. And and slightly nervous, although not necessary. Yeah. So I feel like you're just making this awkward. I am. I'm awkward. <laughs> so you said you started this with one of Scott's friends. I guess what is this, and 
how how did it get started? So yeah, this is Scott's childhood friend um, moved to our area, and you know we hung out with her a couple times, and she came over one night, and uh, well actually it was all day, and um, you know we were kind of drinking by the pool and having a good time, and it was Sunday, so Scott had to go to bed early. And um, her and I were on the couch just talking and I don't know, one thing led to another and we were making out and um, some other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And painting. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, then we proceeded to to draw. No. um, (laughs) Yeah. So we ended up in the, the spare room and Scott came to say goodbye the next morning to go to work. And, you know, we didn't have pants on, but he didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) so you had no idea that they so in amy you and the woman had spent the night together in the other bedroom yes yeah. <laughs> uh, was so yeah. when did you find out so um we had one and one time we hung out all together and i thought it well i thought i could bring it up to him but i was like really nervous of how to bring it up and like i I didn't know what to do. I, I was like kind of scared and nervous. And so then the next time we hung out, I thought it would just naturally come up. And I was like, oh, this will be a good way to talk about it all together. And then nothing happened that day. We didn't talk about it. Nothing was weird. You know, it was normal. And then the next time we hung out, we um, we ended up all three. Well, you told me. About well, I told you about it. I finally got the guts and told them. On a run. So I couldn't get away. Yeah. So. <laughs> Usually, like my my feelings come up when we're running, and I'm able to tell you more things. And so we were out on a run. You're right, and I um, I told you. So the next time we hung out, it was kind of more of a group interaction. So the so the second time you hung out, it was all just like the two of you knew, and Scott had no idea. So he's just sitting there in the dark. Like, so had you had you? ever talked about it beforehand or well have you ever talked about being with other people i guess no, not at all not at all never came up never even questioned it i mean not that i think well i wouldn't have been opposed to it and you probably wouldn't have been but we just never it wasn't the normal thing to do right yeah well, i was gonna say i mean technically and not even not not that technically but i mean one could say that that Amy cheated on you or cheated on Scott by doing this, right? I mean, it obviously doesn't seem that it bothered you too much and it worked out in the end, but like, it's, it seems like there wasn't conversations beforehand and it just kind of happened. And then it was, yeah. I mean, interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I guess, did it bother you at all when she, when she told you? I mean, I, I wish I'd have been there. I wish they'd known they didn't have pants on. I wouldn't have gone to work. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't bother me. I didn't have any weird feelings come up about it. So that was You were just down the hall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and so then from there it has progressed or has it mostly just been like yeah. the, this one off situation or two off? Yeah, so I, I think from there, um Scott somehow did some Googling and found <laughs> On the Playboy channel, they have this show called Swing. I, I don't think they're airing it anymore. but um, So we started watching those together, and, and that was a lot of fun. And we ended up, 
you know, kind of liking that Scott and Nicoletta. And we realized that we found them on your guys' podcast, which is why we found your podcast. And then we used your link to sign up for Cassidy. So I think that's how we kind of started talking. Um, but yeah, so then as we got onto Cassidy, we reached, you know, started reaching out to people and we tried. <laughs> but like I said, we're very introverted. So it's tough to, to be social in that way. And this all happened like over the course of the last year, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think with our friend, it was, um, well, Scott's our friend. Um, it was like March last year. So yeah. 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 In June. Yeah. Yeah. So we've probably been on cast a year. Yeah. Yeah. And and was there any like concerns when you were talking about when you started talking about this more? Like, was it we're only going to do it with other women, or we're interested in other couples or other guys, or was it just like everything was on the table? How did how did those conversations go after sort of it was out there? I think we initially started with like, um, Amy has discovered that she likes girls and she's bisexual. And so we were like, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see her experiment more with that because I like watching that. I mean, it's pretty hot in my opinion. And, but we also were like, yeah, we'd be down for soft swap too, because I mean, it seems fun. And I would also like that. And then as we progressed, it's, we generally stuck to that level of play, but Full swap is fine if it's the right people at the right time. It, we're very, I guess, in that regard, we're kind of picky. We like to have a relationship with the people that if we're going to full swap, we like to at least be friends. It's not that we want to go out and, you know, or DTF with anybody we meet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're definitely more friends and then add the benefits. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. The other, so your friend that well scott's friend from a long time ago this whole thing started with how uh i don't want you to completely speak for her but like the how has she reacted to this whole thing happening too and has that relationship continued it sounds like you're still friends with her but has anything else continued with her um it did for a while um and we're still friends like we still chat you know all the time but we've kind of drifted away from playing with her but I think she she would be very interested like if we called her up today like I'm pretty sure we could go over there this weekend you know yeah so yeah I mean we're still friends but we we've kind of wanted to drift away in that regard because she does have a boyfriend and I don't think he's aware of what's going on so it's a little uncomfortable for us in that we want to respect that yeah no, that makes complete sense. Yeah. So when when you like ha- starting to have these conversations, it sounds sounds like neither of you have had any concerns really about doing this. Was were there any fears about like opening up and starting to explore with other people? Any insecurities or anything that that were issues going into it? I think I've had more challenges with that than Amy has. I. When we first started this and I first realized that she was bisexual, I mean, I had the thought of like, well, what if she finds another woman who, and she's like, well, this is way better because I mean, women are way hotter than guys. But it's like, what if she leaves me for another woman? I mean, obviously that's an insecurity and it's something that we've talked a lot about. I don't have that fear anymore. But we found that, you know, things come up in this, 
game we're playing and mm-hmm. it's amazing that the things that just randomly come up like don't logically make sense but emotions have nothing to do with logic yeah and how did you kind of work through getting past you know worrying about her leaving because I think that's something that's really common whether someone's bisexual or not just the fact that you start opening up your relationship and you are afraid that your partner might leave you for somebody else there were many long hours of conversations and a lot of it was me not knowing what was happening a lot of the time I mean not a lot of the time I shouldn't say that because she's been clear about what's going on um well, I think you're you're missing one part. Are you gonna say who like the friends we've met? Are you gonna talk about that? Oh, I wasn't going to yet. Oh, he's not gonna talk about that yet. Never mind. <laughs> but I guess I can. But... I was gonna say teaser. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a it's a good precursor to that. So we've met some friends with benefits that we're very good friends with, and Amy and the wife of the other couple are. I would say it's. Um, Holly-ish, which has been a hard thing for me because I'm just in this for the fun and the fun sex and, you know, just friends. So their relationship for me has been a hard one to um, unravel in my mind, I guess. I don't know. I don't know a good way to put it. So I've had some, you know, jealousy issues come up and it's been, that part's been challenging. We've spent a lot of time, many, many hours talking about feelings, which is not my favorite thing to talk about. (laughs) I'd much prefer to talk about the fun thing, like, oh, how'd you like this position? How'd you like, what'd she do to you? Right, right. You got to get through the feelings before you can talk about the fun stuff or do the fun stuff. Yeah, for sure. No, it's important. It's just not easy. Not very easy. It was the number one thing. So it's like, how to make sure that that's a-okay before we do anything else. And Mm -hmm. the poly ish part like I didn't have any problem with our other friend like and I didn't have any problem with a couple of the other people that we've been with just when it was just you know sex for fun but when there's actually a relationship involved when there's um an intimate connection between the two of them it makes it it makes it difficult for me at first to be like yeah I'm okay with this so I had a lot of jealousy at the beginning when things were rolling into the into the more connected friendship right and we spent a lot of time talking and talking and talking about the same stupid things over and over again. Because in my brain, I'm like, I know she's not going to leave me. I know this is just a close friendship and she deserves to have a close friend. But what my brain says and what my emotions say are completely disconnected for some reason, which drives me nuts. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, and it's, well, it's interesting, too, because you both kind of alluded to earlier that when you do this, you're looking to meet those friends. You're not just looking to hook up with just anybody and so it sounds like there's a fine line for you between a friend with benefits and too good of a friend with benefits right and that's that's part of the stupid (laughs) part which i understand it's like she's just friends like why is this such a big deal yeah Yeah, it's funny because like yeah we, we became really like just good friends but being that we started with this friends with benefits thing it's kind of gotten into this tangled web of like we're playing but yet we're good friends, so we're talking all the time. And so it's, you know, it's hard on the guys because they're like, well, why aren't we involved? Why aren't we getting to do all these things? So, Yeah. Well, but I think you hit on something that's very, very common is that you, your rational side of your brain tells you, oh, I should be feeling this way. This is totally normal. But, and, you know, I should be told, I should be okay with this no matter what. But then your irrational side of your brain's like, no, 
freaking out now. I don't like that feeling. And um, that's something that a lot of people encounter. I mean, it's a lot of jealousy or just feeling like you don't want to miss out. Um, well, and, and also that the, it's tough to find a four way, like that imbalance is very common. Right. And so, I mean, it sounds like Scott, you're somewhat friends with the cup with the couple as well. It's not like the, no. the two women are like excluding you. It's just, they've got a much stronger connection. Yes. Than, we're definitely than, all friends. It's just, right. they have a, they have a friends plus connection going on, which happened quickly and unexpectedly, I think, which that was part of the challenge for me at first. I mean, we've spent enough time talking about it and rehashing it and, you know, her reassuring me that, you know, everything's fine, all that good stuff, that I haven't had any jealousy issues or anything in quite a while. It was just initially for the first couple of weeks, it was just like, oh my God, Scott, calm the... <laughs> Well, and sometimes, and sometimes it takes, you know, talking to your, well, it always takes talking to your partner, but also seeing them being able to maybe pull back a little bit, um, because of the way you're feeling, you know, even if it's just temporarily to help make you feel more secure. And I think that is also, you know, it's part of the give and take of any relationship and it's, that's an important piece too. I was, I was curious on, on your side amy if if scott had found a connection like that or does find a connection like that do you think that's something that now that you've experienced it that it will be an issue for you yeah so i mean i've definitely put myself in his shoes and i think it would be harder in fact i think i'd probably struggle more than than he is um so yeah i've thought about that and i mean i want i want you know i would want him to have that you know as long as it was the same way. Like I'm with Scott, like that, but end of the day, like I'm coming home with Scott, I, I want to be with Scott. And so as long as he had those same, you know, feelings, then, you know, that, that would be okay. Uh, I know he's not interested in any kind of poly direction. So, um, <laughs> so he would probably rather me, you know, not be as involved. So, um, but, but it is what it is. And I mean, I support, her decision and as long as it's you know safe for our relationship yeah but yeah. i mean i i guess to answer the question i would well i would welcome that if, if it made its way into this journey i guess yeah right well and, and now you have sort of the experience of being that person so you know the feelings and you know that that you know you're not leaving yeah. so you kind of know what he would be going through and I think maybe yeah. that it's not easy when it's the first person to go through it is always the hardest. I think well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I can see that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, maybe just the second person can be like, you know, now they can relate. That's, maybe it's not easier, but yeah. now you can, the first person went through it so they can relate even more <laughs> to what sure. the second person's feeling. But anyway, yeah. um, have there been positive effects on your relationship from in the last year and a half from op- yearish from opening up? I mean, I think so. Like I, for me, like I don't have a whole lot of like sexual experience before Scott. So um, I've always been very closed minded, I guess, and not, you know, talking about it really or, or any of anything like that. I mean, we, we've, we always had decent sex, I thought, but, 
this really opened up conversation and um, I think it's become a lot more fun for both of us, a lot more exciting, even if we're not with people. Like, I, I think it's, it's definitely good between the two of us. I have a lot of improvement in communication and, and in the bedroom, but I, I don't know if you have a comment on that, Scott. And not in the bedroom, pretty much anywhere. Oh, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> <laughs> So, so things have gotten spicier. Yes, definitely. I mean, it's just, you know, having these conversations, even if it's just what we did and what we liked, what we didn't like, and that tends to lead to other things as well. I mean, it's, it's a fun conversation to talk about what we did the night before Mm -hmm. or what we had to do tonight. If it's, if we're meeting somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Are there things that either of you have noticed in the other one that, have like changed or been awoken, awakened, awoken. I don't know. <laughs> in the in your partner that that you were like surprised to see or that you're excited to see. I'm very happy about Amy's sexual awakening because we've had you know pretty standard sex. I think for our 10, 12 years of our relationship, 12, 13 years, however long we've been actually together. But, yeah. I mean, it's been nothing amazing. It's been standard. But yeah. Now that this has happened, it's been a lot more crazy and interesting and things have happened. I never expected to see with her. So, I mean, I, I really appreciate that she's exploring what she likes in sex. And I always assumed that she was kind of asexual and didn't really care about sex, but man. Last year. <laughs> yeah. Had, had you ever like considered that you might be bisexual, Amy, before this, or was it just something that like, totally caught you off guard um i mean i had some thoughts um prior i mean i guess just little fantasies maybe um but i don't think i really talked to scott about it and i just kind of pushed it down way down and uh and to be honest i i don't even think i initiated that that first night i i think it was our friend <laughs> so so it kind of like jump started you know all of the conversation um because I kind of did want to bring it up to Scott at some point, but then I also figured I probably never would because I'm a scary cat on that kind of thing. <laughs> well, it's, it's hard. It's hard to bring up. It's hard to, for a lot of people to talk about fantasies and to talk about things that may be outside the norm. Um, yeah, like sitting down at, at dinner and being like, how was your day? Also, by the way, like I've had these thoughts. <laughs> well, right. And and like you said, though, Scott, like Scott was a little concerned that you might leave him for a woman. So, it, you know, your fears were not completely unfounded. And so it sounds like you've managed to have a good time out of it, but there was still some concerns in there. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned like you had told him while you were running about what happened with the woman. And I just wanted to note if there's somebody out there that is thinking about or wanting to talk to their partner about something that is hard to do, uh, a tip, at least a piece of advice from our, my experience would be to go for a run or a walk because going and setting a course for a while and just you know, walking next to your partner or even running, um, you don't have to look each other in the eye and that has helpful. And it's also, it's that time you're not doing anything else. You're not on your phone. You're not, you know, doing anything else other than just walking and talking to that person. So, um, 
I find it's a, we do a lot of walks and it's a really good time for us to chat and connect. And um, I just wanted to make that point. Yeah, no. And, and that's interesting you say that because we've heard that before and it just, it kind of just happened naturally for me um, in that moment. I mean, I think we've been on a couple of runs in the middle and <laughs> the between times, but finally I got the courage. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it takes that time. You have to, you have to give up the courage to say something and thinking it over too and over in your mind of how you want to say it, especially if you don't want to roll something out, like it's the worst news possible, right? <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> so have, when you started talking about this, did you lay out a bunch of rules that you wanted to follow? I mean, how, how, did, how did those first conversations go? Because I think there's probably a lot of people who are maybe at that stage where they're like, okay, what are, what are some of the things we need to talk about that we haven't thought about? And what are some of the things that we, we've gotten right so far? Um, watching Swing... Meanwhile, it's, you know, very scripted. Yeah, scripted. That's that's what I was looking for. It's still helpful in giving you ideas of, you know, what people want or what people's rules are, what their boundaries are. And so we were able to take some of those and apply them to what we wanted when we started. Um, Obviously, it's changed a lot since then because it's it's an ever-evolving process. I would say probably when we started, our rules were basically same room, we need to check in with each other. Um, yeah, soft swap or girl, girl only. And that was pretty much where we were. It's evolved quite a bit since then. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think there was really any others. We didn't, we didn't have like a ton of bullet points. It was pretty just basic. I mean, but since then it's, you know, we've realized that anything just situational, like in our ideal world, it's, we're hanging out, we're playing games, or maybe we're at the pool or whatever. And then if it just feels natural to do X, Y, Z, then let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something that we need to write down and be like, this is what we have to do tonight. Right. Right. (laughs) This is what we have to, and this is what, what is off the table and all that. Like it, I just want, in an ideal world, I just want it to flow naturally and, and just, be excited in the moment and and go for it as long as it's not on our like absolutely not list, yeah. which I don't know what what's on that. I don't think we have anything as long as we're nothing together. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> both of us agree on there's nothing in either of our butts at this point. Maybe it'll change, but I don't <laughs> think it's for him. <laughs> That's okay. Everyone has their own preference. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm, so I'm also curious then, like you've, you said like you like it to naturally flow in, like you want it to be organic as they say, right? But you're both very introverted. Yeah. And this is a problem we run into. This, <laughs> this is a problem we run into. And it's also a problem that we've heard from a lot of people is how do you like go from, oh, we're just hanging out playing a board game to we're interested in doing more, but we're also super introverted how do you make that transition without it being? That's tricky. It's not easy. It's going to be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it totally is every time. Every so, time. so the first couple we were with, um, we we went out to dinner and some drinks, and like we knew they had to travel the next day, so we figured we were just going to meet and the first time and hang out. And then they were like, "Do you want to go back to our place?" And we were like. Sure. So we did. And I liked their move. They were like, 
do you want to get naked in the hot tub? We need a hot tub. And so yeah. I was like, that's what I was transitioned. See, now, now everyone's naked, but casually in the hot tub, you know? So then it's just like slow moves after that. And the next thing you know. Well, and this was prior to us going into hedonism for Young Swingers Week. And so we were talking to them about oh. that. And they'd gone three times in the past. Yeah. And so her move in the hot tub was she to Amy. She's like, do you want to practice for hedonism? Yeah. And so she gets on her lap and starts making out with them. I'm like, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah, they had all the lines and all the moves for sure. Yeah. Well, I think it is like sex between two people is awkward. When you add more than that, it's, it can always be more awkward. And I think you just got to acknowledge that too. Like, this is awkward. Move past it. Keep going. <laughs> but that's, yeah. that's fun that they had some... But I also think the hot tub line can work even if you don't have a hot tub, right? You can just be like, do you want to get naked again? <laughs> hey, do you want to get naked for a hot tub? Oh, you're naked. Sorry, we don't have a hot tub. We, have a, we don't have a hot tub, but now that we're all naked. <laughs> we'll have to use that one. So just bathtub? throwing some tips out there for people. <laughs> yeah. So you, you have a big shower, it could work. Sexy clean. Yeah. yeah. Sexy cleaning for sure. So, so how did... How did Hedo, like, did you see a shift of, like, pre-Hedo Scott and Amy versus post-Hedo Scott and Amy? <laughs> We're very introverted. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's challenging. So, yeah, a whole week, right? Like, it's a takeover. Yeah, I think what we what we came away with was a lot of learning for the next time we go, which is, you know, a lot of key points of getting to know people prior. Because yes. everybody did that, except for us, I feel like. I feel like we were, like, the weird kid at school, and there was all these cliques happening, and, and you know, it was hard for us to just go talk to someone cold. But turns out, everybody was talking for months. Yeah, there were, like, kick groups <laughs> all over the place where, like, you know, 50 people would be together talking about going to Edenism. and we're like, oh, oh that's, so that's what we did wrong. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> I think that I think that's a fantastic tip too for for introverts is like getting to know people ahead of time. It's huge for us, like being able to establish a rapport. Yeah. And it's not to say that if you can't, you're not going to have a good time. But even oh, yeah. with just a couple, with one or two other couples, and when you get there, you're like, oh hi, like a familiar face. Like I've been chatting with you and yeah, um, right. someone at least like you can count on maybe to go to dinner if or <laughs> something, you know. Right, like need a friend, so that you can ride along on their coattails, or <laughs> since they're probably naked, you know. Right. Yeah. So was it was it overall an awesome experience, even though you maybe yeah. would do the lead up a little different? The vibe there is awesome. I mean, yeah, it's so sexual and so fun, and like hanging out, talking to people, having like normal conversations, completely naked, is <laughs> very bizarre. But it was yeah. very fun. Like coming back here. And having to put clothes on was very disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and also you're having a conversation naked while there's a blowjob happening just a few feet away. Right. You know, <laughs> is, is uh, an experience I never thought I would live through. Yeah. <laughs> and you can just, you're not even talking. I mean, you just normal conversation, right? Like that's the crazy part is just. Yeah. Like, Hey, what do you do for work? And then yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So did it. Again, did you see a shift though, like in terms of like the way that you two approach it, or was it just a another experience in the in the journey? I think one thing we've learned from the 
whole Edo thing, and this actually kind of applies to Cassidy, is we went through everybody on Cassidy oh, who was yeah. going to YSW. And like, we're like going through all their profiles and being like, yeah, no, yeah, no, yes, no. You know, trying to figure out which ones we thought would be cool. Granted, you won't ever figure out who's who when you get there. But we found that um, the ones that we did find and that we were like, nope, definitely not interested in these people. Totally awesome people. So mm-hmm. it's like, we've gone come to the conclusion. And on Casty previously, when we've actually met people, we're like, wow, these are really hot people. Let's meet them. And then we're like, I feel like there was some Photoshop involved <laughs> with their pictures mm-hmm. where like at YSW someone were like nope definitely not interested we met and we're like wow these people are really hot really awesome so one piece of advice that I would give is don't put a lot of faith into the profile just meet people and you know if they're photoshopped you can be like oh it was nice meeting you have fun if they turn out to be awesome yeah. I mean they the it, profiles mean nothing really and it, wasn't, and it wasn't always about the looks too like it's it's the stuff people write you know like hey i'm into this this and this like not even you know in a sexual way but just like just as a life like camping or what have you and so you think all those oh all those are meeting our criteria but then turns out like we don't really click and then some somebody who's totally opposite of us on paper get along so well so yeah. i think with hedonism, that was a way to just being face to face is is a huge difference. And and like Scott said, just you know, the profiles don't judge mean, a book like, by its cover. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great point because you, I mean, yeah, a profile only tells you so much. And give the people a chance to meet. You know, even just go for coffee or a beer or something and say hi. And if if things progress from there and you all click, then great. And if not, then you can go your separate ways. So what what has been your favorite so far your favorite like part about doing this like things that maybe when you started talking about this you had no idea that it could be this fun or this whatever like some something Not that I mean yeah something that surprised you or or what your favorite part about it's been so far I mean although we haven't met like a ton of people I think one thing that's that's pretty awesome is is going to dinner, you know, meeting for that first time and getting to know, like, kind of build those, wow, this could be exciting. This could be like a really great friendship. And then, and then, and then when it is that way, or even when it progresses into playing, like just that initial touch or that initial kiss or that initial, like, that's just so much, um, and it provides so much more to come back home to, you know, and, and, and just all of those, firsts and all those feelings something when you know you've been married a long time you lose that excitement of dating and you know the oh my god we're going to meet people all that excitement the butterflies and stuff and this the butterflies are definitely back because yeah and dating is hard well in dating you're by (laughs) yourself right so i mean in the the general sense you're by yourself and until you know get to the lifestyle and then you get to date somebody with with your partner and so I think that's that excitement and getting to share that excitement with each other is it's kind of cool. Like I remember when we were first driving the, to meet um, our, our kind of main friends of benefits and how nervous and butterflies we had talked to them for like a couple months before we actually met with them. So, um, you know, there's a lot of buildup and expectations and, and it ended up being, you know, a good time. No. no, no. I think that I mean we we very much can can relate to that as well. I mean that's 
a big part of the fun is like you get to go on these dates and then even if it's a terrible couple or a terrible whatever like you get to go home together and laugh about it and you're there's really not like that let down I guess I don't know yeah yeah and even if there is like you get to have it together and you're not just sat alone yeah we always <laughs> make a point of making our date somewhere that regardless of what happens we're going to have fun we're going to go you know if it goes terribly we're going to go here afterwards and yeah, do yeah. something fun you always have a plan b yeah we have a plan b every time <laughs> Yeah, I know that's a really good point too because that's yeah, you're not putting all of like your eggs in one basket. Exactly. Nailed it. <laughs> Sorry to finish your sentences. It's okay. <laughs> so, are there, are there things that you have not yet experienced that you're you're hoping to? It would be fun eventually to like you know find these friends and be able to go on like trips and yeah. camping and stuff and be able to have wild sex and be at some resort in like the Caribbean. That's not hedonism. Yeah. Just a standard vacation, but you know, with friends with benefits, I think that'd be a lot of fun to be able to do that kind of thing. I agree. Yeah. I mean, just to be able to have friends and over and, and then sometimes there's play and sometimes there's not, you know, it's just having that friend to do those friends to do whatever with. Uh, Yeah. Do you ever see yourselves closing your relationship back off? I mean, right now, no, but I, if Scott said to me today that he wanted to, I'd, I'd be okay with that. And I don't see it happening either. However, I don't know what my feelings are going to do. Amy probably doesn't know what hers are going to do. And I mean, we could if we needed to. I don't see it happening, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Have you told anybody in your life, like your family and friends? Besides, obviously, the friend that this yeah. whole thing started with. Yeah, she knows. She knows. She knows. <laughs> She's aware. She's aware. Yeah, she was easy to talk to about. Um, actually, uh, one some members of my my sports team, my soccer team, I, I've told. And then we also went to NYC. We, my same soccer friends, went to Vegas semi recently, and I wore my young swingers we cat and. Um, just to be kind of daring, I guess, um, to the pool. Um, so that was a little interesting. But yeah, so I have maybe well, five friends that I've told who maybe have told more people. So <laughs> well, so what happened when you wore the hat to the pool? Did it, Did anybody else recognize it? That uh, I think I got a couple looks, but nobody came up and asked any questions. So I was kind of disappointed. I was hoping for questions. <laughs> next time next time yeah yeah but generally it has have been a positive uh, experience telling people yeah, yeah i think so i mean i like one of them had tons of questions and almost to the point of maybe interest you know um in possibly them getting into it but um yeah i think i think it was a healthy experience and you know they didn't nobody was weirded out by it at all so next time friends that we were going to a nudist resort when we were going to hedonism <laughs> i couldn't bring them myself to tell them what we were actually doing it's like well we're going to a place where people get naked. well and this is prior to me telling anyone so i was just like what are you doing <laughs> you didn't have to say anything <laughs> there's drinking involved well, that's pretty mundane although yeah. yeah i was gonna say you don't have a whole lot of room to talk amy wearing your hat to the pool <laughs> that was after though still yeah 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 
but tell, I mean, I feel like telling people that you're going to a nudist resort is a is a good stepping stone because it tells them that you're at least open-minded enough to do something like that. And also maybe don't ask any more questions about where you, where you're going unless they want to (laughs) know. Yeah. I, I figured I was like, this could lead to you saying everything if they were asking all these questions. Like I was having a challenge and I went back to work because they're like, oh, where did you go? And then I kind of gave a very generic answer. And then they're like, but where specifically did you go? And I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, we did the, you know, standard walk out of hedonism and take pictures by the Sandals Resort that's next door so that we could have some vanilla <laughs> pictures to share with our friends. Yeah. And unfortunately that backfired at work because then they're like, oh, well, that's where so-and-so got married. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I don't have any other details. <laughs> All I have is the picture. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. How about any family? No. No. My brother was the one I told that we were going to a nudist resort, so okay. right. could have gone sideways or quickly, it but luckily he didn't pursue he's, it any further. Well, and he's very introverted, just like his brother, so yeah. uh, <laughs> no further questions. Yeah. Be an introvert and not ask questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are there, I mean... I think the introvert thing is is interesting because it's something that we've struggled with. Like, you know, meeting people online, we're better at that, right? Because it's easier to send somebody a message than it is to like go up to them out of the blue at a party or club. Do you you ever find yourself, do you ever go to like local meet and greets or lifestyle Mm -hmm. events where you you force yourselves out of your shells a little bit? Um, So we've tried twice. It's backfired both times. And not because we didn't feel like we could go talk to somebody, but everybody is way older than us, way body style different, I guess I will say. Not to be shallow, but it's bad. It's bad. It's bad here locally. And I mean, it wasn't your scene. No, it wasn't. And and we feel like we've been to a variety of different places with different groups, but it's just double weight, double age. That's That's a good way to put it. (laughs) I I hate to be shallow, but it's like, you gotta be attractive. Uh, Yeah. Somewhat at least. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Within a range. Right. I mean, we, I think we all have those people that we're attracted to. And, and obviously, like you said earlier, it's not all about looks like it's, a lot about personality and, and interests and having at least some combination of looks and interests and everything align to create that attraction. And it's, I mean, it's tough if somebody's, if somebody's double or, you know, 25, 30 years older than you to, to foster that. Well, sometimes it's harder to make it kind of have a connection with those people that are that much older or that much younger than you. Yeah. Um, but that's not, definitely not saying that it's, it's not possible, not possible because sure. we've talked to a lot of people where it is possible, but for sure, um, it can be it a little harder. Another hurdle for us introverts to get over. Yes. yes. There yes. was at least another couple that was like, at least in our age range, it would be, we would welcome just the social practice, right? Like to go yeah. and talk whether or not we're interested, just to chat. And... Yeah, that was our goal after we got back from hedonism and why we went to the meet and greets was that we were, we wanted to practice because we had such a hard time getting past the first, you know, standard three questions when you meet somebody. Hi, what's your name? Where are you from? What got you into this? And then we're like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need to refill my drink. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, like, these will be perfect opportunities to go practice. Like, we're not trying to 
you know, getting anybody's pants for this unless it happens to work out. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, great opportunity. I, for us. And we're like, oh. <laughs> have you thought about? Um, it may sound a little cheesy, but it's something I've actually thought about doing is like creating a list of questions ahead of time and like just brainstorming different questions, the two of you and writing things down so that you have some of that in the back of your mind before you go into a social situation. Cause it's kind of, what'd you say? No, but I'm going to now. Yeah. Cause I think it, I haven't actually done it, but I think it would be a good idea because then, you know, you don't, you might still get tongue-tied, but at least, you know, at in least your some brain, conversation yeah, you starters. have, you have some conversation yeah. starters in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Cause it's, I mean, I sit and stare at a computer all day, so I'm not social at work, which doesn't help my socializing skills. Yeah. Right. Well, and the hard part there too, right. Is then sometimes people misread your shyness for disinterest. Right. Exactly. And I'm sure that comes across. Yeah. I look like the asshole. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that, is that something you've, you've had issues with where people think you're not interested in them because you're, you're quiet or you're shy or maybe one that's easier to answer since you don't know what other people are thinking. <laughs> Do you ever struggle between the two of you to know if the other person is interested and being able to communicate that because of that? Introvert. I think we've improved on since this started. Like we talk about so much more than we used to. Yeah. I mean, it's it's night and day different as far as what we talk about. I know everybody says that communication is the number one thing that they get out of this, but it is definitely yeah a hundred percent different than it was before. Hundred eighty degrees different <laughs> than it was before. Yeah. But in the moment, like right, like you're at you're at Hedo. How do you communicate with each other to say like? Yes, I'm interested. No, I'm not interested. Well, there's a whole bunch of stuff going around. There's a blowjob over here and people doing body shots and right. So to be able to communicate that to your partner, but also that you're, I mean, I ask because we're struggle. we struggle with that ourselves and I know other people do as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we have a good answer for that. I mean, it's, we generally, you know, we would talk to people and then after like we'd have a conversation try to like at least make some sort of impression hopefully a good one mm-hmm. uh, and then we would talk about it afterwards and be like hey are you interested in these people and then we would hope re-approach them yeah i mean i think i think a lot of times it was finding a couple that was you know not talking with six other people and approaching them and and talking to them i mean but also it's like you know, kind of like, hey, what do you think of this this couple or whatever? And it was a lot easier too when we found that if somebody had like a hat on or purple hair or, you know, like something that was distinguishable because then it would be like, hey, what do you think about purple over there or whatever it was? You know, so it was like a little bit easier than, you know, the finger pointing. Right, um, right. And, and making, you know, remarks in that way. But yeah, it was, um, yeah. I don't know. And, you know, when she was making out with somebody, I was like, she's interested. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a clear one. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about, I guess, this last year since you started, uh, has the topic of safety, both in your uh, personal safety and sexual safety, come up and how have you handled that? Well, we both get tested probably every six months or so. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be using your link because I'm doing it. Wonderful. Do you do do you do the alternating like three months like every three you stagger your six months? 
Okay. We try to do yeah. 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 I'm a little late right now, but I need to get it done in the next month or so. Um, and then, I mean, obviously, condoms always. We don't use anything for oral sex. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. there's right. some risk regardless. Right. Yeah. That's the risk that we're willing to take, I guess. Yeah. I mean, in, in, and to our earlier point, like we want to get to know somebody beforehand so we can have that conversation. Um, Makes it a little more comfortable to bring that up too. Yeah. And it's it's just a crappy conversation to have no matter what. And we try to have it while everybody's clothes are still on. <laughs> well, like sure. when we're out to drinks or dinner or whatever before anything yep. happens. And yeah, no, it's that's... a fun conversation. Nobody likes to have it, but it's yeah. unfortunately a necessary one. Mm-hmm. Acknowledging the awkward again at that point. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <clears throat> no that's a that's a that's a great tip do it before things are heating up because then it's even more awkward to be like <laughs> slamming the brakes on to try and make this thing happen so yeah it makes you more comfortable moving forward it's a tough conversation to have a hedonism because everybody's already naked and things just happen <laughs> yeah i've watched things just happen yeah well and the other hard part right is you you see something happen between another couple and you don't know what their prior knowledge of each other is. And so you're assuming that it didn't happen, but maybe it did. And it's so it's it's really hard to know. You just kind of have to take it into your own hands and do what makes you yeah. most comfortable. Right. I mean, there's a risk regardless. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. a choice you make in the moment. And yeah, you got to live with it. Whether yeah. it never happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, but that's sort of the the price of admission for the fun that you've sort of been having the last year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When everybody gets inside their own level of risk and that's what they want to do. Yeah. Well, thank you for using the links eventually. We Yay. appreciate it. And uh, yeah. Uh, how about bloopers? Yep. That's what I was just going to say. Your <laughs> listeners of this show, you know, the bloopers coming. So uh, have either of you or both of you had any blooper time action? I guess I can start with my, um, our first experience didn't go great. It was pretty horrible. (laughs) Oh, with another couple? Yeah, with the one that had the hot tub, naked hot tub. The problem was I was very nervous. Um, We went out for drinks ahead of time, and then we went out for more drinks after those drinks, and I didn't eat, and there was a lot of drinks. (laughs) And we got back to their place, more drinks, hot tub, hot tub plus a lot of drinks. And that's kind of where I don't remember anything afterwards until... And we had to leave because I got sick. Yeah, like he was with the girl and I was with the guy and I wasn't really paying attention. I was kind of like looking over every once in a while just to see what they're up to. I was, you know, checking in and stuff. And next thing I know, like you had to use the restroom or whatever. And so I'm with the guy still and now the girl's like touching me. So we're all kind of just the three of us. And then next thing you know, he comes out with like a sad face like this. And I'm like, <laughs> you have to leave. And he's like, Yes. <laughs> oh no! This was going so well. <laughs> well, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> Although the, time, the only time I got sick, it was with people we didn't want to be with anyway. So oh, I so did it on I did it on purpose. <laughs> you just know it. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, with the couple we've been with the most, like we've we'll be like super sexy, super in the moment. Everyone's having a good time. And then the next second we could be laughing because like, yep. I'm trying to put the strap on on and it's There's a lot of straps. Difficult. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, and so everybody's laughing or, you know, maybe it's that like her and I are kind of grinding at each other and like, 
fart noises happen, you know, like, <laughs> it's sweaty in there, you know, um, <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah. the fluidity of the being able to laugh and have a good time and it's not oh, yeah. super serious. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, I think everybody gets a laugh out of it and, and yeah. then we just keep going. You know, it doesn't, it's not a game change, yeah. you know, deal breaker other than your one, one time. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that happens to everyone. You have to remember, I think it's very important to remember to eat. <laughs> even yeah. if you're, even if you're nervous, eat, have something in your stomach and, um, try to I don't know one rule of thumb I try to live by which I don't always follow but it's like to alternate like a drink and then water and then drink and then water because it's quit telling people how to drink well (laughs) I'm saying that because a lot of our kids I'm not telling them I'm telling the general well they're all big kids I know but I'm telling everyone because our terrible experiences have all revolved around too much alcohol right yeah but they're learning experiences I know I didn't say I'm bad I'm just you try to negate your learning experiences sometimes or the negative experiences. I suppose. <laughs> how about anyway. how about how about you, Amy? Any bloopers besides fart noises? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean those are kind of the main ones. Is just like I don't know. I don't think we've really had any nothing disastrous yet yeah. other than my getting sick. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, for me it's just, you know, fumbling maybe between positions and everybody gets a giggle out of it but yeah. yeah i think i think in part is um with our main friends with benefits have um a queen bed mm-hmm. it's very challenging four people in a queen bed is tough and you know, yeah we're not big people none of us but it's it's just a little bit of a challenge so being graceful is um not always happening it's like four people on a futon we've done that <laughs> not fun <laughs> Gotta make it work. Right. So have you have you explored the the separate room at all, or are you still pretty much doing the same room? We're in the same room with the exception of just I guess the once the one time. Um so yeah, my my friend of the friends with benefits came over right before we went to hedonism, like the night before. Because she was like, oh, Trying to get some. She was like, I'm gonna miss you and blah blah blah. So she came over and Scott was just playing computer games in the other room and we were going to just make out and hang out, but then things got heated up. So I asked him, I was like, can we do more than that? (laughs) So that was probably the only time um, that we were separate. Except for the first time when Scott was trying to sleep. Yes. Good. (laughs) Yeah. So except for that one time, we started the whole thing. Perfect. Yeah. Well, any any words, uh, parting words of wisdom for people since you're you're veterans now, one year in. <laughs> sure, yeah. Or anything else you want to share that we didn't ask? I think um, only thing we've really learned is take your time. I mean, there's no hurry to do anything in this, and we tried really hard, really early to get things done, and pushing things just isn't doesn't really work yeah. out well. and eventually the right thing is going to happen with the right people so it's like just take it slow and easy and there's no rush in this because you've got your whole lives ahead of you so right wait for the right time the right people the right situation it's not as fun when you try to push things to happen yeah yeah i i would say that's that's true i feel the same way and if you don't want to do something then don't do it i mean it's yeah i mean even sure. if it's 
like for 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 us like even though we're really comfortable with this these one friends of ours like sometimes you know if they're not feeling it that night then it's not it's hard to get all four people's libido on the same level at the same time that's the struggle workout yeah yeah Yeah. have you found any tricks for that or is it just being having that comfort level now that you can say yes or no. Uh, yeah. And I think, you know, having the conversation of, you know, this might happen someday. So then that way everybody's on the same page of, Hey, if I'm not feeling it, but you three are like, sorry, you know, I'm not, I'm just not. And it's like, we've come to realize like, it's not taking one for the team per se, but it's not always going to go perfectly for both partners. So it's like, sometimes I might just be there and be like, yeah, it's okay. I'm sort of having fun, but she's having the time of her life. And that's fine. I mean, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't hurt anything. I don't need to share the exact same um, sexual excitement. experience, excitement, whatever's going on that she does and vice versa. Like I might be having a better time one night than she is. Like it just, there's a balance there. It goes back and forth. It's not going to be, you know, we can't expect to be at the same level every time we play. And it's yeah. Right. Yeah. No, and that makes sense. Important important mm-hmm. advice mm-hmm. so thank you are you going back to young swingers week we are in march are you guys going to be there no, no but some year emma's getting too old oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow that was... no she's not that was mean i know <laughs> no no we're we are not but someday someday we will definitely be there yeah, yeah, we, we wanted to give it one more try because um, now we know the tips and tricks. Yeah, no, I would too. So we'll, we'll have a little heads up knowing people. Yeah, yeah we've kind of um, been in touch with um, one of the couples who run a big kick group and, um, you know, off and on. So, you know, we're already involved with that and we already know people are going back. So, um, yeah, and I yeah. think it's just just like anything, right? Like the more you do it, the more friends you make, the more connected you become, and the easier yeah. the easier yeah. it gets. Yeah. And now we won't spend the first two days wondering where everyone is when we didn't know where the nude pool was. Yeah. <laughs> Why no, isn't anybody in the lobby? Oh, this is where the three hundred people are. Yeah. Wait, it took you two days. No, so don't no, don't, don't judge them. <laughs> it could take us that long too. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. I'm asking with a for a fact because it would, could definitely take me that long too. <laughs> Late afternoon of our second day there, we finally realized. Well, we got in the afternoon the day before. Yeah, so yeah. it was one full day that we were there. Yeah, 24 hours. So that's not bad. <laughs> oh, there's 300 people. We've seen like five in a whole day. I was like, people must just nap during the day. That's nope. And then and then we went over there and like, oh, standing room only in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people. It's an interesting um, experience to navigate the pool as a man trying to get from where you're standing to the bar. Yeah. Uh, you're like, so I want to face the women as I try to squeeze past because there's like two inches of room. It's a, it's, a, it's an interesting experience. Yeah, I zip over to the bar and I look back and I'm, and I'm like, like trying to read way my way through. through. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I see the wiener. Yeah. yeah. Try not well, to play the finger trap game. If the water's cold enough, you don't have that problem. <laughs> so true, true. <laughs> well, I guess you know. With that, maybe that's a really good spot to leave it. Yeah. Shrinkage in the pool. <laughs> sure. I mean, thank you both for coming on and sharing. And I know we forced you outside your comfort zone a little bit. 
So you're welcome for that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anything yeah. else you have to say? No, just thank you so much. And I'm glad it finally worked out. So thank you guys. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate your time and you listening to our stories. <laughs> no, it's yeah, super fun. Absolutely. And hopefully, hopefully there's many more to come. Yeah. So, okay. excellent. Well, you go get back in the pool or the hot tub if you yeah. just tell people you're going to have Yeah, we're going to go in the hot tub too. And uh, yeah, I also don't have one. So, yeah, well, have a great afternoon and I will be in touch. And we're back. Thanks to Amy and Scott for coming on the show. And thanks for, to them also for being patient. We recorded this one a while back. And so, we appreciate their patience with us. Um, next week, well, I was just going to say, I think for four introverts, we did pretty good. That's true. Yeah, we did. I think so. Thank you again for coming out of your shells a little bit. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we look forward to hearing the report on Young Swingers Week version 2.0. That's true. Yeah. Excited to hear that. Next week, we have an interview with Reagan. She is kick-ass. Yeah, it's an amazing story. She's been doing non-monogamy for even longer than Emma's been alive, which, I mean... <laughs> Thank you, too, there, hon. Well, obviously me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if it's longer than you, it's got to be longer than me. Yeah, I know. I'm only six months older. you got to stop with the ages jokes there. <laughs> okay, anyway, Reagan, next week. You're going to want to listen to this one. She's amazing. She's got an amazing story and lots and lots of amazing advice for people who she's gone through some really tough things over the years and so it's it's an incredible discussion so we expect to see you right here next week and um also don't forget to call in and leave us a voicemail about how you approach non-monogamy with your partner that's what i was gonna say remember at the beginning of the show we asked for some voicemails please do it and if you do it we will not have to keep asking you And if you don't, we will just keep asking. Yep. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next week.